Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. God, hi, babe. It's Diana Jebbia, the host of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been a crazy week. I know you're not going delirious. There was not an episode last week. Everything has just been like on fire times a thousand. And I don't know what to blame it on because I don't think there's any significant Astro events going on. Like no retrograde, like not Mercury at least. I don't know, Pluto or some shit might be retrograde. Anyway, how are you? How are you? I hope you don't think I abandoned you because I did not. And to make up for it, I have an incredible episode today with Nimade Bewu, okay? She is that African butterfly on Instagram. She's all about Bravo. She's all about self-love. And you're going to hear so much about her and her amazing YouTube series, Bold Black and Addicted to Bravo. But before I bring her on, I do want to remind you, give me a follow at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A on Instagram and TikTok as well as Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V, and Believe Pop Culture, all right? Okay, I made you wait long enough. Let's get Nimade on. Hi, babes. I am so excited. I say that every week, but like, listen, I have amazing guests, so I have a right to say it. I have Nimade Bewu on today, and you might know her on Instagram as that African butterfly, or you might have seen her YouTube series, Bold Black and Addicted to Bravo. I know I told you all about the episode I did with her and a bunch of other really talented Bravo accounts. God, it wasn't like a month ago already. It was yeah, a while ago yeah. um, when Vanderpump Rules first started. So please raise your glass if you're drinking anything. I know I should be drinking something right now. Yeah. <laughs> for Nimade, hi. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for I having know, me. I know, of course. I'm excited to have you. I feel like we always have like really good conversations like on the IG. So it's mm-hmm. like nice to be doing this face to face. Yeah, yeah. Screen to screen, if you will. (laughs) So so the first question I want to ask you, this is just an easy question. I ask everyone when they come on, because the show is called Believe in Bravo Besties. Who is your Bravo bestie, like in your head? And it could be anyone. It could be someone who's like a main character, or it could be like Walter from Salt Lake City, who was only on one episode. And what would you do on a day together? So... I don't know. I feel like it's changed so much. You know what? I'm going to give an answer, which I almost want to take back now, but I'm going to stand by it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand by my man. He's not a character or he's not on a show, but I, for the longest time, thought if Andy Cohen and I met in real life, we'd be besties. Like, oh, I love that. I feel like we would be, and like he's become a little, oh, mm-hmm. but that happens with time. But the core of Andy, I just love them. Like, I love that he's smart and comes up with shows because my dream is to be a producer. Like I love coming up yeah. with topic ideas and I love that he's open about his 420 usage. Yeah. And I think we would just like spoke up and just have fun and like laugh and talk about fun things. Like I feel like we'd be besties. Oh, I could see you guys day. hitting it off. Yeah. I actually met him. My mom surprised me with tickets to um, his and AC's tour. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to meet him that way. And he said, I love your jumpsuit. And I was very happy. He was, he was he really nice. He yes, loves- he does. I'm like, if I ever meet him, I might have to like give into my anti-jumpsuitness just for him. But he also loves a side pony, which yes. I love. 
Oh so yeah. Definitely rock that. You would rock it. You yeah. would rock the hell out of it. Um, so obviously with your YouTube series being called um Bull Black and Addicted to Bravo, I want to know how you knew you were addicted to Bravo. Like what was the show? What was the moment? Ooh, what was the moment? I don't know. It's just, it's sort of all encompassing. I think when I started referencing Bravo for like everything, and yeah. that's actually how I ended up like coming up with the series. Cause the whole point of the show is to talk about life stuff, but yeah, through the lens of Bravo, cause it's kind of unifying and still fun. But I realized like, I would be like, oh, and then this, like when I started talking about the show, like I was talking about friends in real life and I had a coworker because <laughs> me and my other coworker who watches the shows, we would like talk about it and like sort of like debate and have conversations. And the one coworker, he finally was like, the way you women talk about the show, you would think you knew these people in real life. Like, you would think <laughs> you were talking about your family members. I was like, it feels a little like that. But in our defense, like some of these people, like Orange or Beverly Hills, like what, 10 years? Um, yeah. How long has the work been on? Like they have literally been in my life for that many years. So sure. I think, you know, that connection is kind of understandable. Yeah, especially with like Vanderpump Rules, which we're going to get more into later. Like we've literally watched some of these characters, cast members grow up. Yeah, mm -hmm. have their own families now. So you make a really good point there. I want you to tell me more about Bull Black and Addicted to Bravo. Like what's your goal for it? You know, what are your plans? What are you doing now? Tell me everything. So I like, I love it. It's my baby. And I know obviously, cause it's my show. It's, I love it. But like, I feel like I want everyone to tune in because I really love the conversations yeah. that we have. So with Bold Black and Addicted to Bravo, it's a space. Cause I knew I wanted, I love TV, mm -hmm. TV addict. Um, and I knew I wanted to talk about it. And then I was like, okay, I want to focus on Bravo. But like everyone sort of does recaps and things like that, which I enjoy. But I'm like, well, what am I really adding that's different to what everyone else is adding? But I realized that I also really love talking about serious topics. Like I'm always getting on my soapbox about something. Yeah. So I was like, how can I combine the two? So I was like, well, let's talk about certain things like real life stuff, but where we're just referencing Bravo because it's unifying. We all kind of like get the topic and then it's still like a little fun. So like the first episode was on like respectability politics. Mm -hmm. um, and the, then there's one on um, colorism and they're not all race related. Like we did one on, um, uh, I get it from my mama. So people in their issues, the one I just did on Wednesday was actually a Papa don't preach. So we talked about like having a parent with addiction, you wow. know, with Whitney, we talked about, um, Jen from New Jersey, having to pick between her parents. And so like, we do try to have like serious, like we had one, um, words matter where we yeah. talked about the use of like violate and just different things. So I try to talk about like life things that you're interesting and like, interesting and are interesting why am I saying interesting 500 times well you life are interesting <laughs> <laughs> life things that are like kind of interesting but can also sometimes be heavy right so like yeah. a conversation about um colorism can be a heavy conversation but then you can throw in like light-hearted things with the show so I really enjoy that and then um I also do like specials which is you were on one of them yeah like, not about the pasta and I love those like I love the serious ones but I also love the group ones because it's just fun getting a group of people who also love Bravo to just talk about the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. So I love it. And then crazy bunch. <laughs> it is crazy. Every time, every time. And, and it's so hard to edit it. Cause I'm just sitting there laughing. Like <laughs> just did one for, um, what was it? Beverly Hills, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was just cracking up trying to edit that because the guests were just so outlandish with their comments, but, um, 
I think that uh, as far as my vision, so it's on YouTube right now. Yeah. And I also put it on a podcast, but I would love it to be like, uh, I really want to be on Radio Andy if we're telling the truth. Like, yeah. My real dream would be to have it be a, a Radio Andy, Andy show because I just love talking about this stuff and I also love giving other people a platform like I love having other people on because sometimes it gets very much like oh these are the voices of Bravo right but there's so many voices out there and I feel like the fans should have more of a voice like because we're watching it we're consuming Mm -hmm. it we have opinions so I love having a space to have different fans come on and tell their viewpoints and what they think and open them up to other audiences yeah and what I love about you and your page and your personality is you're so like approachable like I feel like when I consume your content like it's a friend I mean I am your friend but like I feel like if I didn't know you it would be a friend and that's you know like what you were saying before instead of it just being like the voices of Bravo like it's just easier for us to consume when you have that friendly face and I think it draws more people into topics that they normally wouldn't listen to so Mm -hmm. we're going to put that out into the universe for you and I think it's also important to like have safe space sometimes like even though like the show's called bold black and addicted bravo and i do try to have like other guests as well mm-hmm. i do also want it to be a safe for a space where we're centered on the black voice sure because there are certain people even people who are like i have a black friend but like as someone who grew up predominantly in white neighborhoods with white friends i was a token black friend but i wasn't really in my blackity blackness <laughs> back then i was more so in like my environment so any of them could have said, I have a black friend referencing me, but I wasn't giving them any closeness to blackness because I wasn't at that time of my life close to my blackness. I was more emerged in my suburban whiteness. You know what I mean? Wow. So I feel like there's a lot of people in that situation who don't realize that. And sometimes it's hard to say, I don't really understand it. I don't really see that viewpoint, but like the show can give you a chance to listen in like on the first episode which was respectability politics like hearing Dr. Monica break down what it's like to be a black woman and hearing Taria break down like just it gives you a chance to just quietly also listen without feeling defensive and really just hear like what we're trying to say and how we see certain things that maybe other people like when we were doing I we just did one for Winter House mm-hmm. and one of the things I said was I love that show because there's a sense of levity with white watching predominantly white cast that I feel like you don't always get with black ass. Like even like when we're happy, I feel like there's still like an undercurrent of the things that the, the struggle, if you will, you know what I mean? Versus that you, I don't feel like that burden feels like it's there with other cats often. And I think that that doesn't really get talked about, but in that, in my space, we can, because we're, you know, does that make sense? Like I yeah. just feel like it hopefully gives people a spot to sort of be like, a fly on the wall for those black conversations that you may not necessarily. Now I've gotten some DMs from some irritated flies on the walls, but if you're open <laughs> to just listening to it, I think it's a good space to to learn and just sort of hear our viewpoints on things. Irritated flies on the wall. I think of yes. I think was it last night you posted? I saw someone was like, yeah. "Why can't it just be called yeah. bold and addicted to Bravo?" And I'm like, "Wow, do these people like really?" Ugh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had one of those. Oh. I was like, cause I'm black. Get over it. Duh. 
Well, no, I seriously think I enjoy it. I think you're doing an amazing job. And like I said, I'm yeah. putting it out into the universe that like we get it picked up on Radio Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I picture yeah. it would be like a comfy couch, like like the friend's couch of Central Perk. Yeah, yeah. Like that type thing. Um, all right. So every time I have someone on, we spill a little bit of Bravo tea together. So are you ready to do that with me? Yes, I'm okay. ready. So today's Bravo tea is that the Real Housewives of Orange County trailer just dropped. Um, I should have the date pulled up for when you can watch it, but I don't. So shame on me. Um, there were major cast changes. They did bring back bring back Heather Dubrow. Um, they got rid of Bronwyn. Gina and Emily are still there. Um, there is Norwella. Bur- Norwella. Um, oh my God! Why am I messing up her name? Noella, not Norwella. Norwella was some other thing I'm thinking of. Oh, is that like a makeup palette? I'm on a tangent. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, Noella Bergener, her husband, um, for everyone who lives in LA, like I do, um, is sweet James Bergener, who or now soon to be ex-husband. He's um, an accident attorney and like he's on like every freaking radio station. Like Mm. his face is plastered all over the county, but he allegedly owes millions in back taxes. Um, yeah. And also they split. So I'm wondering if we're going to see some of that because we didn't get to see that in the trailer. And then there is a new blonde who, again, whose name I should know, Jennifer Armstrong. And she is like a skin doctor. Like she does the Mm -hmm. Botox and all that good stuff. It looked like a spicy trailer. Um, Shannon. Oh, Shannon's back too. How could I forget Shannon Bedower? Um, she gets into it with Heather a little bit. It looks like it looks like Gina and Heather hit it off, which I really was not expecting. Yeah. Um, but I want to know from you, do you like OC? Did you ever watch OC? Are you going to tune in this season? So I was an OCOG, like loved the original cast, loved it back in the day. And then like Vicky and Tamara just got too much for me. And yeah. I was, I was a Gretchen fan too. So their attacking <laughs> of Gretchen was very difficult for me to watch. And so I just sort of phased out of it and I haven't really cared about it in a very long time. Um, I've seen like clips and things of Heather um, DeVoe and I think I would enjoy her. I like her husband. I think I've watched a little bit of one of her seasons and I kind of liked her. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the trailer, but I did think, I've been thinking about it. Maybe I'll give it a chance, if not for any other reason to have another series to talk about on my show. But um, <laughs> um, I think maybe because I forgot that Vicky and Tamara are both out and they were both the reasons I really kind of stopped watching. Yeah. So I might give it a chance actually, like fresh eyes. I don't really know anyone else or have feelings about anyone else on the cast. So come in as kind of like a newbie to this yeah yeah I think from the trailer from what we've seen it looks a lot better than the past few seasons have been they've been Mm. garbage for lack of a nicer way to put it um with last season was just disastrous with Kelly Dodd um and whatever the hell her name Elizabeth I can't even remember her name which is terrible Vargas um it was just an absolute train wreck I'm very relieved they got rid of Kelly Dodd because she was just uncomfortable to watch like when you watch reality tv we expect like a silly mess you know people getting drunk and she was just like her words were daggers and it's Mm -hmm. like all right this is uncomfortable like this is making me feel icky to watch so I'm happy she's gone and I'm hoping we can get back to those like you were saying the OG OC days because that for the longest time like the Lori the Gina yeah um 
I forgot Jojo, even though people didn't like it, it was amusing to me. Like I, I actually used to love Vicky in the beginning. Like her, yes. like Vicky oh, so silly fun for me. And then she just got worse and worse. And then things ended with Dawn. And I was just like, it just went downhill when she became best friends with Tamara. I was, I think that's really where yeah. I lost her. <laughs> Do you remember, um, what was her name? Quinn who was on like for 20 minutes. Yes. Yes. Yep. She was wild. She like was always going out with these younger men and like me yeah. being the single person I am. I'm like, how is this lady I getting all the, these yeah. young men? And like, I can't even get a text back. Right. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. So yeah, I think I might actually give it a chance. Yeah. I'll give it a chance. See what I think. Give it a chance. You have to talk about it on your series and yeah. I will be listening to get your thoughts on that one. All right. <laughs> all right. So now we're going to recap Vanderpump rules. Um, and I feel like before we do that, just because this season is so different than the rest of them, I want to get your opinion. How do you like the season so far? Do you miss any of the old cast members? Tell me your thoughts. I feel, well, first of all, I like that they have stopped. Try- like last season, I think the way they tried to merge the two casts was kind of like a mess. Yeah. I like that they're just back to like just one central cast. I think that's better. Um, I am a Stassi fan, even though I know she's very problematic. I actually just got out of a three-hour clubhouse about problematic faves of Broadwell. Oh, cool. Stassi, Stassi was one of mine. Um, but I, I loved, and I loved her and Bo. Like, for me, the way Bo loves Stassi is, like, now my stand. Like, you can't talk to me unless you're going to love me like Bo loves Right? Stassi. Like, that's, that's what I need in my life. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that it, I like it more than I thought I would I thought I would really just be kind of like putting up with it but I do kind of enjoy it I really like Charlie like hey I really like Charlie she's fun I Um, like Charlie what I'm gonna say more in the recap is that I wish because I know it was interesting how you said you like that there's one central cast which I do appreciate but I feel like Charlie's storylines don't fit with the rest of the cast and it's like her world is so different now like she's reminiscent of the cast that we knew when we started watching the show like yeah yeah trying to figure their way around money wise like we could relate more to that than having million dollar houses I'm sure yeah um so I wish in a way that there were some people on her level for lack of a better way to put it to to be on the show which there was supposed to be um yeah I mean last season there were some people that I did like from it like I kind of like Dana I wish she had come back I, I, yeah. was it Dana that I like was she the blonde yes I liked her I wish she had come back um because yeah it's it's hard it's sort of like old school new school right like those of us who have watched it forever yeah. don't really want to necessarily go back mm-hmm. but then if they want to bring a younger cast it's it's almost like make a whole different show what they really should have done is done like that gorgeous place she has in like uh what is it Vegas yeah. the garden or whatever cocktail garden like have a whole hot new young cast with them and then let Vanderpump rules be because none of them are working at Vanderpump none of that like, no. like it's it's not their life anymore and that's fine like yay growth but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if you want it to be about servers at a restaurant then you need to click into a new group like you can't have the two I don't think it really works 100% and now we're seeing like new ventures so we have the Toms off buying their own bar uh which what do you think of the name Schwartz and Sandy's stupidest name ever (laughs) 
<laughs> someone did do a really good name i think on watch what happens i can't remember now but it was like a mix of like katie's name and ariana i don't i can't remember what it was but it was really pretty and i was like that is a cute name Ooh. um but yeah i just think I, I mean i'm excited for their ventures it's interesting watching it because it's like it's such like a catch 22 because i am happy for them i see the work that they've done then also knowing that it's been like handed to them just because they were people on a tv show yes and like they still feel like that entitlement to it though even though they haven't really done anything i mean um sandoval does have the bar knowledge and he brings that to it i actually think and i posted about this i feel like sandoval should be an event planner I think that is where he would shine. I would love to see a special of him planning engagements for guys who need it. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And he enjoys it. And I think he would be awesome at that. Um, Just planning out engagements. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I need to be be a TV producer. You do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you said you feel like things are handed to them because that's something I have in my notes. Like on this episode, we see that they're like, all right, we have to get together and we have to do this mission statement for the bar, which if you and I were opening up a bar, mm-hmm. we would sit down and have our notebooks yeah. out and like get down to it. And these assholes, they just I mean, I say like, that yeah. lovingly, yeah. they were goofing off. Like Tom like put his LED lights up. They took mm-hmm. mushroom tea, they drank and they're like, oh, like we got to do this. And it's just watching them feels gimmicky yeah. at this point. Um, it used to be a lot more enjoyable. And I think I feel more that way towards Sandoval than Schwartz. Like, I feel like Schwartz is kind of just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. But um, I specifically have in my notes, like, if they weren't on the show, would they have this? And the answer no. is a big fat no. No, they wouldn't. And I mean, you know, respects and props to them for doing what they can with it. Because there are some people on reality shows like the Southern Charm Boys, some of them like doing nothing with it. Um, so I, you know, I can respect them for trying to make it, but I also would respect them more for actually taking it seriously. Like, okay, you don't have the background. You haven't worked in this stuff for so long, but you have this opportunity to like really take it seriously. And I hope that some of the gimmicky thing is just for entertainment for TV. Yeah. Um, Cause as much as Sandoval does annoy the shit out of me, I do think that he is on top of things in a different way Yeah. Um, that he would be more business minded, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a catch-22. Like, I'm happy for them. But, like, what would we all do if, like, a super rich person was like, I want to have a restaurant and name it after you. And now, like, so, like, when they have this whole, like, we're so great, it's like, pump your brakes. Like, yeah. Lisa came to you, said, I have the restaurant. Lisa found the person to decorate it. Lisa did all of those things. And, like, you feeling like you're so special because of it. Like, there is a level of specialness because it's your bar, but there should be a level of humility that I think they don't always have. And that's frustrating for me. Yeah, that's a really valid point. Do you think that with this new venture that Sandoval should be more t- open-minded towards letting Katie in on it? Yep. Because Katie, I feel like does have the background and, yeah. he, and he doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to hear it. And I think that she does. And that's, in, and I'm sure that that's frustrating for her. I couldn't imagine having the background I have and being like, here, I know things to help you and having them be like, oh, I don't want to. Or the fact that like that opportunity was given to them because they are fun gimmicky act versus like the work that they put in. And I think that if Katie, but see, I also feel like Katie's been on the show long enough and has had the money that she could, if she really wanted to put in the work to build something like that for herself. I think she does have the fan base to do it. And she just sort of 
doesn't choose to. And I think mm-hmm. maybe that's also on their end. Like, why should we let you ride off of ours when you could do yours as well? Yeah. Um, and I really, 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 and I really, 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 really feel like Katie gets a bad rep for being um, Schwartz's mouthpiece. Like, I feel like Schwartz leaves her out to dry and I absolutely hate that. I think that he, and he'll admit it later mm-hmm. in his goofy, I'm Tom way, like, <laughs> I had Katie say I didn't like the name because I didn't want to made it. Yeah. Okay, but you didn't stand up for it. It's one thing if you are the person who your spouse is the mouthpiece because there are relationships like that. Like mm-hmm. one person's more quiet, one person's more outspoken, fine. But if I'm the outspoken one, you better have my back when that other person tries to then talk about me when you know full well I'm being your mouthpiece. So the fact that he doesn't have her back in those situations and just lets Sandoval rip on her, lets Sandoval see her as the bad guy, the bad guy like really irritates me with Schwartz. For sure. And I think to that um, extent, it's because Schwartz like is that quieter person, like you were saying. And I feel like he attracts these bigger mouthpieces. And yeah, like that's fine when you keep it separate, but like all in all, the wife should prevail. Like Mm -hmm. he just does it. It's sometimes I want to be like, okay, who are you married to? Are you married to Katie or are you married to Sandoval? Because you're Mm -hmm. constantly choosing your friend over your wife. And it's just really off-putting. It's it's hard to watch. I am sure it's hard for Katie to see that she just always has to look like the villain in the mm-hmm. situation when really low key it's Tom behind the scenes. Yeah, she has to be the one to like come out and say it. And, and like I said, I wouldn't have a problem with that if I knew you were going to have my back. But knowing you're not having my back would I'd have issues with that. It's even crazy, like just how Katie and Sandoval butt heads and like Schwartz is in the middle of all it. And even on this episode, when all the girls were coming to the house and Lala was like, oh, you fixed your door. And Katie was like, oh, Tom stayed too long at Sandoval's house the other day. And I got mad and jammed up the door and he broke yeah. it down. Like, yep. it's just wild how this man, like how much this man has a, a role in their relationship. It's, it's very interesting. Like he, I've always thought their role was interesting. I've always thought that he plays up the like bruised and battered person. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think we give enough props to the crap Katie has had to deal with yeah. from him. And I don't know, maybe it's more so my irritation because I've always been a Schwartz's fan, but I find his shtick a little less fun this season. Like I'm just kind of like, okay, let's let's grow the F up now. You know, like, okay. Yeah. Now back to Sandoval for a second. So we kind of discussed how he's like the the mouthpiece and he's, you know, he always wants his opinion to be heard. Where do you stand on him inserting himself into Sheena and Lala's business? For everyone who isn't fully caught up yet, um, Sheena and Lala are kind of fighting because she found out that Brock hasn't seen his kids in four years and Sheena's like, okay with it. And Lala's like, no, this is wrong. He also told me he had domestic violence, um, a case against him, which Sheena knew about. Sheena's playing it cool and Lala's saying she's worried about her. And then Tom last week was like, well, you know, you have no right to be upset because we couldn't say anything about Rand. And he's continuing it with it again this week. So do you think that Sandoval's like genuinely sticking up for Sheena or is he just trying to make it all about him? I think it's a little of both. I think he's trying to make it about him. I don't think he... Because Sheena has dealt with a lot and been up with a lot of crap, and I've never really heard him super say things about that. So I don't know if maybe he feels more of a bond with Brock, and that's why he's doing it, 
or if he just has more of a beef with Lala and this is his chance to like insert it because I, I mean didn't like Randall want to invest in the restaurant and they yeah. were basically like no don't do it so like I don't know if he has issues with them and this is his chance to be like ah, ah. but like either way I just I feel like he should stay out of it quite yeah. honestly but Sandoval is gonna Sandoval exactly that's a good way of putting it um no I agree there and also when they had the girls night and everyone was at um Katie's house and it was Ariana and Lala and Lala brought up to Ariana like Tom's inserting himself into my business Ariana um or back up Lala said that oh well he treats women this way and Lala or Ariana's like he's an equal opportunity yeller he just doesn't like <laughs> only yell at women mm -hmm. and the whole too long and didn't read of all that was I feel like because Lala and Ariana have beef now she's more likely to stand up to Tom in that situation whereas a few episodes back when Tom was full-fledged yelling at Katie Ariana had Katie's back yeah yeah I think that because they have beef Lala's like oh I don't care about Tom um versus because it's hard like when you are friends with someone and you have issues with their spouse and I think I, I think that's also one of my issues with Sandoval I feel like if Tom really is your best friend you should have a level of respect for his wife and I've never seen him really have a level of respect for Katie and I don't respect him not having that for yeah for Katie you know what I mean so I think like with the Lala and the Ariana of it like before they were beefing like she would hold back a little bit because she was friends with Ariana but now that they're not and they have issues she feels fine just going full fledged with Tom. And yeah, he's an equal opportunity yeller. And so is she. So yeah, ding, ding, gloves off. That's true. It's kind of a perfect match there, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, Just to wrap this whole Lala and Sandoval confrontation in a bow, they do fix things. Um, They have a little bit of a conversation at the See You Next Tuesday preview. Mm -hmm. Um. But then right after that, they don't get invited to Charlie's tapas tasting party, which is a mouthful, mm. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Um, and Lala feels upset and hurt and left out. And she was saying to Lisa the following day when she was at her house, like, I feel like I constantly need to prove myself with this group. And even though I have changed and it's for the better, it's just upsetting that I feel like I'm never truly going to fit in. Um, and Tom also said that she does it to herself, which I don't know necessarily how I feel about that one. Like, I think that might just be a little bit triggering to me. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe that's why I tend to see it as like a victim blamey statement. But I want to know, do you think that um, Lala does feel like she needs to prove herself to fit in? And then on the flip side of that, if she does, do you think it's her own fault? It's an interesting thing with Lala because not to victim blame, but I think that she sort of does do it to herself because she like so when she came in right when she came in the girls were really mean to her yeah but ariana and sheena were like we like you no matter what we've got your back no matter what mm -hmm. the minute the other girls liked her she was like ditching you for greener pastures you yeah. know like i have no problems having issues so i feel like you kind of do it to yourself when you feel like you're constantly social climbing within a group um and then even just like her treatment of people so like when she had the issue with Charlie and the stuff that she said about her food and Charlie was like well this is this is ultimately the reason why and then Lala's like well I can't be expected to know that you have this problem like 
like people think I should just know and we should just know. And it's not about just knowing, it's about being a kind person because yeah. you don't know. Like that literally is the point. You do not know what anyone is dealing with. So unless you know enough to say crap, like don't say crap. Like you, now you're finding out that she has these food issues and all of this stuff that you didn't know before, fair, but you also didn't need to say mean things about her without knowing what was going on. And I hate that the justification is like, well, I just didn't know. It's like, okay, so don't be an asshole and be a nice yeah. person. Like that's how you avoid that. You just be a kind person. You walk through life. Like everyone's sort of dealing with everything, dealing with something. And that's how you get through it. So I, I don't know. She, I mean, and I'm saying all this as someone who enjoys Lala on TV. I really do. She, yeah. her fights crack me up. I like her, but I can also understand people not wanting to have her involved in certain things because she does get really vicious when she's mad and she doesn't always take ownership and even when she apologizes it's uh with a butt like but mm -hmm. this so I can understand it on the flip side of that though they're letting James into this circle and at the end of this episode I mean he was just brutal to now his fiance when they were playing that game and Raquel was messing up listen she was drunk Raquel and Charlie they were drunk they were messing yeah. up I I'm not sober, so but I can imagine it might be a little bit annoying to be the only sober person in the room, and not by choice. You're sober, so it's not even like he's sober, sober. Right, exactly. Um, so I can imagine that might have irked him a little bit, but it's no excuse for him calling his fiance dumb. Like it was just being borderline like abusive at that point. It was James showing the character of who he is, and this is why I have an issue with James because. Um, despite the fact, like, you know, like what I said, like navigate from a place of kindness anyways, mm -hmm. but like, he is just such a, like a, just a vicious jerk when he's upset. Like to me, that speaks to more of his, like his core mm -hmm. and he would like blame it on drinking, but he's not drinking and he still is saying and doing awful things. So obviously that's not what it was, unless it's that he's doing some other type of drugs, like all this shit he said to Max, like excuse me yeah you know? so it's just like that's who he is and like being that mean to Raquel like you're not you're not drinking so we're not bringing on the alcohol like have you really changed and that's you know even when we were talking back to the Lala thing it's like have they really changed or is it just that they learn how to taper it and keep their mouth shut but the minute that they're put in a questionable situation for me that's where it is like because there's work to be done when you want to change your character and like I've worked a lot and like just being bolder because I used to be like such a people pleaser and never wanting to make people upset and like it's hard to change something about yourself when you decide mm. you want to but the true moments that test you aren't the moments where you're just walking through life it's when you're really confronted with something so like Aww. for me when I'm confronted with like really not wanting to do something but like oh I want to people please and say yes like those that's where my growth and learning is tested so like for me with them and their anger issues I see their tests being those moments that something upsets them and for both of them I don't really see the change because when they come to those moments it's right back to the people that they were oh Nimade you know when they say like when the universe has a message for you, you're going to hear it like yeah. every which way. That's currently what I'm working on. Like my thing is like, I need to control everything. And it's mm. like so fucking hard. And it's like, yeah. I just got to sit through this discomfort. So like you said, it's, that's where we see the growth. And even yeah. though one eye is twitching and they're like, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to remember that now. Holy shit. Like you just, 
You just mind fucked me a little bit. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. Um, do you think that James and Raquel are going to come out of this happily married? Do I think they're going to get married? Yes, because mm-hmm. I think they're, I don't really see either of them being the type to, even if Raquel got to the point where she's like, oh, I shouldn't do this. I don't know that I see her being strong enough to not do it. Yeah. You know, like a Sheena, like, oh, well, I'm in here. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to get to the Sheena and the Brock of it all soon. But yeah. um, I feel like they are. And I don't know. I personally think Raquel could do better. I really of do. Course. And I feel like if James is really doing the work he said he was doing and was really making the changes and really doing the things, I think he could be that person. But right now, I think she's engaged to the potential of James, not mm. James himself. And I can recognize that as someone who dates the, the potential all the time. It's like, they're so great, except for this. And when this changes, they'll be perfect. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's you putting it on the person. And sometimes it's the person saying, I want to change. I'm going to change. But I have really found that you have to like really pause and say like, if nothing about this person ever changes, do I want to be with this person? Mm. Because there's a chance it might not change. And then there's a chance, like I said, when they're in their worst moments, that's the person they're going to revert back to. Like, and I think we've all been in those relationships where like something annoys you, but then you fall in love with them. But when that relationship stops going sour, that thing that annoyed you before is like the first thing that's like irritating the shit out of you now. So like, I really stop and I'm like, is if nothing about this person changes, would I still want to be with this person? And I feel like if Raquel really did that, I don't think her answer would be yes. I think that she loves James for the person he could be, for the person he's able to be on a good day and pretend to be for short bouts of time. So if they get married, I think that eventually she'll grow past that and it won't last. Or maybe he'll change. I hope he changes, but I hope so too. Even the whole nose storyline, like when she's like, he kissed me and it bumped my nose one way, but like her getting so upset, having to retell that story. It's like, take a step back. Like, I don't think I would ever want to be worried, you know, like my fiance to have that reputation where I would have to worry if people would believe me if it was a kiss that messed up my nose or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to say about Raquel real quick before we move off, I found it interesting that a few weeks back, she was crying over the fact that Lala was this big, confident woman, and she Mm -hmm. wished that she could be that way. And this episode, we see Lala crying, wishing she was accepted in the group when we know that Raquel is accepted in the group. So that was kind of an eye opener to me. Like no one has it perfect. Yeah, no. And I mean, that's so true. And everybody sort of has this thing with other people and it's interesting and something that I've been trying to do a lot too is like really see like how other people view me versus how I view myself Mm -hmm. it's like people say things about me um and I'm like really like someone was like oh you're so successful I was like me I'm a hot mess what are you talking about (laughs) I think sometimes we have to pause and see ourselves how other people see us and I think like with Raquel, I really feel a lot for her confidence issues um, because it's stuff that I've had to work through. But like, I think it's even more so with her because you don't expect it. Like, you know, like I was talking about before, like the environment that I grew up was very like conservative white suburbia. I was like literally the only black face in all of my pictures of all groups of everything. Um, I was also fat. So like there was that. So I almost feel like, okay, we get why you had confidence issues versus like a Raquel who's just like, 
she's beautiful and yeah you wouldn't expect her to have those issues but then hearing that she has had like her intelligence questions and um you know like those things are, I feel are really like unifying with all of us like no matter yeah. what we all may seem like on the outside and you also never know like what people are dealing with which causes their reaction and mm. like something that really stood out to me once was I was talking to a co-worker at work and she's like people thought I was always a brat because you know like I was pretty and she was she was gorgeous and she's like I was friends with like the popular kids and um people were like oh she's such a brat she's like but I had such bad anxiety that mm. I was only friends with my friends because like that's what I could handle and new people coming in would trigger my anxiety wow. and, I was like, oh. and I'm like it would never occur to me that like the popular person was being a bitch because they have anxiety issues you know and not saying that's yeah. why I'm, Mark, I'm sure that's not it but it did make sense like okay like I'm only like I'm clicky because I only feel comfortable with these people it just happens to be that my click is a popular click versus like if you saw someone in like the loner pack who was the same way like I'm only friends with these people you don't judge it the same because they're in a different circle yeah we are damn we're like coming out with real deep truths tonight (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like taking notes (laughs) see this is why I had to start the series because like I try to have fun conversations and I'm like what the deepness of it all is (laughs) but no but yeah like with them so it's interesting like they just are both crying because you see things in the other person and meanwhile someone's crying wishing that they had Lala Lala wants her um Raquel wants Lala's confidence and Lala wants to be more accepted like Raquel and it's just it's got to ride your own wave yeah that's again another freaking message I've been seeing a lot ride the wave I swear to god when the universe works it like works over time babe Uh it really does all right. How about now we get into the Sheena and Brock of it all while we're in the deep trenches of, of yes. deepness of depth. Yes. <laughs> let's just go even further. What are your thoughts on this relationship? Do you think that Sheena is, I don't want to say making the right decision because we don't know everyone's business, but do you think she should maybe be a little bit more concerned about Brock's past? You think Brock is maybe just misunderstood spill? I feel like I just want someone to like hold Sheena and tell her it's okay to be single Mm -hmm. and tell her she doesn't need a man and tell her it's also okay to be wrong about a man. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she has been on TV for so long and it's hard too, because now that one, what producer came out and admitted that they were giving her bad edits. Mm -hmm. um, I think that she has gotten such a bad edit and a bad look. I think she's probably like a good person and she just does not want to be on TV again with another man doing her wrong, you know? So she's digging in deep and we're almost all like, Ooh, this is not the one to dig in deep with though. Yeah. Like, girl, you in danger. But um, <laughs> like, it's, it's hard because I, and again, we don't know their relationship. We're not in all the ins and outs, but for me, there have been enough red flags that I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And I'll also admit, I have to admit, to be honest, So I love my mother a lot. Like she's my little world and hearing him call her mother an employee. Oh yeah. He, he kind of became dead to me in that moment. Like how dare, how dare you, how dare you call the mother of your person. Meanwhile, like, um, from what I've seen, Sheena's bringing in the money, right? Sheena's the Mm -hmm. one paying the bills, doing all those things. And when the granddaughter 
or the grandmother of your child mm-hmm. is watching it. Like, how dare you call her an employee? Have you lost her? I would have, I would have lost my shit if I was Sheena and saw that. I really would have like yeah. had problems. So, but for me, that's also very telling of his mentality that he even thinks of her that way. And that he has like that sense of entitlement to that world where he hasn't really helped build it. And I mean, you can tell me if, if I'm wrong, I don't, think that he's bringing in a ton of money to the situation no all we know about him is he played rugby and then also now i think he owns some sort of a gym or a fitness center in san diego it it doesn't seem like like unless you own like a soul cycle you know you're the founder of soul cycle you're not bringing in the the billions yeah and not that money is everything it's definitely not but i'm also not seeing the off end of where like okay you don't bring in money but you bring in emotional support not seeing a lot of that no you don't bring in money, but you're like taking care of kids, but no, Not doing that. early to practice for a fake game. Like he's just like, we have to stay on the golf course. So you have to, you know, like there's just all of these things where it's just like, I just don't, I like Sheena enough to want her to be with a stand-up guy. And I don't think that that's the guy for her. And I think that she's going to dig in and even more so now that she has the baby, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be harder for her to let go. I hope I saw them on watch what happens live. And they're saying the domestic violence thing was, from when they were when he was like 19 and blah 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 and just knowing that storyline is actually why I got a little backed up on it mm-hmm. because October was domestic violence awareness month and I do like IG lives on mm-hmm. my page and I had done like a week of domestic violence um lives with like people who had been through it and I was around it as a child so I was already like emotionally spent on the topic mm-hmm. for a little while it's definitely triggering for me but um and, you know, things do happen and people do grow and change. And I would hope he would never put his hands on Sheena, but it is something to sort of like be aware of. Yeah. And then they also talked about him not talking to his kids and he was all like, well, they have a stepdad now and they have a family and I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's bullshit. You think because they have a stepdad, they don't want their dad in their lives. Like, you right. like, and that's where I am firmly on team Lala with that one. Like, there's no way that you would like, I would stay away from my kids if I truly wanted, even if you have issues with the mom, you can set up court arrangements. Like there are things that you can do. And even if it was too heated at one time Mm -hmm. or four years down the line, like you, you really couldn't like just admit, you're just kind of like, Oh, well, that family's lost to me. And like, that's a shitty thing. Yeah. And especially thing too. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah, knowing that you have one kid named Winter and another kid named Summer. I don't know how old Winter is, but just picture growing up and then like you now this is all on TV. Everything's accessible on the internet. You I bet he pushed for that name and to be a dick so because I don't really see Sheena as being vindictive enough to like do that. Mm -hmm. But I could see him being like, This is what we're naming the baby. It's summer and I love it. And really it's just to be a dick because you have a child named Winter. A thousand percent. No, I don't, I don't get good vibes from him. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's in it for the fame of it all. Like whenever he's with, you notice how he like aligns himself with Schwartz and Sandoval and you Mm -hmm. see him being a bros bro with them and trying, clearly trying to get in on their show. And I just, I don't know, maybe because I just feel like somewhere along the way like Sheena's just this like wounded bird who just really wants to fit in yeah she really wants to be loved and not that she's not a strong person I do think she is and I don't mean to make her sound weak but I do think that like even with all of the girls having babies and her wanting to be in that group like she just really wants to fit in and I think it's because maybe it's maybe it's triggering for me because I used to very much feel that way mm. if I had to work out of that where I'm just like listen this is me 
mm-hmm. and the people who like me for me will be attracted to me and that everyone else rocks but it takes some thinking to get that way yeah. if you've always been like a pick me love me choose me and I feel like there's still parts of her that are like that and she tries with so many guys who don't appreciate that about her like Max making fun of her mm. and like buying Apple walks and it's just like hey give some my love language and that's what I speak and I think people pay attention to like that stuff and Brock just sort of knew what to say and how to get in there and show the love but I don't know that it's really real from what from what we've seen of the editing and what I've heard I just I worry about the long term of that relationship and how much he's even really putting into it now like I just feel like he's not giving the even like the bare minimum as you can tell I'm not team Brock I'm not no same here I think it's a typical like anxious attachment and like narcissists like Mm -hmm. get tangled up in each other and it's just toxic for everyone involved and sadly most of course for the baby yeah it really is I just and I mean I'm still single so I don't even know why I'm giving anyone (laughs) 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 but I just feel like your partner should bring peace into your life and actually there was a quote that I posted um the other day because the thing was like guys think they're competing with each other for me they're not they're competing with my peace they're competing with my quiet time they're competing Mm. with my alone time and like that I reposted it because I'm like that's exactly what it is like I especially have worked to create like a life for myself where I literally am happy like I have contentment I have joy I have my friends I do other things so like if you're not bringing peace to that like I don't want to deal with you like it's not worth it I'm not in the spot where I feel like I need a guy to feel whole and it's almost dangerous because it's like you irritate me even a little bit I'm like bye so I have my own things to work on I'm not perfect over here but I do think your partner should help you in some way and bring you sort of peace and I don't necessarily know that he does that for her no and that makes me sad for her I feel like you're out here changing lives (laughs) (laughs) everyone who's listening right now is like damn I'm gonna need her to fix my life (laughs) um before we wrap up do you have any final thoughts on the season do you have any hopes of where you want to see it go do you think it's time for them to wrap it up I don't know like I'm not overly invested in their lives I have to admit I think if I wasn't doing my series I don't know that I really would have watched it this mm-hmm. season like I don't really care that much um Ariana is interesting for me because I like her but then I've also not liked how she's always acted like she was above the show but like yeah. clearly you're not above the show because you're on the show season after season so yeah I don't know you're acting like you're so much better than it um but like as a person I like her I like that she stands by her things I like that she's been open about her mental um health issues and concerns um so like I I wish them the best I'll be honest I don't I don't really care anymore about (laughs) and like none of them are really doing anything that has me really invested and I actually kind of hate that the most interesting storyline is the Sheena and Brock of it all because I hate that that's the negativity is really what we're all like sinking our teeth into right like kind of like Beverly Hills with Erica like why are we getting this like gleeful like I wish it was more happier things or back in the days where their fights were stupid issues yeah you know taking off their side like who kissed who like that's sort of the drama I enjoyed of Vanderpump Rules it was like the levity kind of like what I was saying before when I was talking like the levity of the cast where it was just fun and their fights were like over the stupidest shit like who kissed who and blah 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 but like now it's like serious adult real life stuff and it's like it's not a fun 
fun light thing for me. It's like, I actually feel bad that now there's a child involved and it's like, it's a sad feeling and I don't love that. And for me, there isn't enough joy to offset that. That yeah. makes it a truly enjoyable watch for me. Yeah. And it's just at this point, like before what you were saying with the stupid fights, like I felt like part of the fun of the show was like, Lisa was in charge of all these crazy kids. Yeah. And now it's like these crazy kids are not almost equal to Lisa, but like Lala and Randall are going and having dinner at Lisa's house. Just the two of them, like a yeah. couples that wouldn't have happened. Right. Right. In the beginning. Like, of the I show. feel like it's been great retire it start a whole new set like yeah and I know people are like oh what about the ratings like trust me if you get a bunch of servers from any restaurant like I don't know if you've ever worked in a restaurant I have like a restaurant or a bar it's like you're gonna get the drama you're gonna get the craziness like just cast a new crew and go from there um I think is really what they need to do I'm just sort of yeah I'm just kind of like over it because also it's not like any of them are bringing anything that's really great to keep watching you know what I mean like from what place where they're coming, where it's like, oh, I'm so interested in this thing that they're doing. For like sure. I, said, I just want Schwartz or Sandoval to have a special where he does, where he plans engagements for guys. Cause I really enjoyed watching him plan that engagement for James. And I'm like, it would be so fun to see guys come to him and be like, I want to propose. And like, they should do stuff like that. Like give them their little specials. But that I would, I don't know if you ever watched David Tutera's. Um, loved it. Obsessed. Yes. So yes. that's exactly yes. what I that's thought. That's exactly of. what I think of. Yep. That would be so cute. Well, thank you for spending the past almost hour with me. This was truly a pleasure. I think you're such a light. I I think you're really open and easy to talk to. So please, if everyone listening, I know they're going to want to find you. Tell them all where they can. Thank you. And I've loved talking to you and coming on here. Very excited. Um, I have to say, I love your little like recaps of things. Um, I posted one time. I was like, "You, you tell news the way I like it, like short to the point. I'm like, I love it. Um, but if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram. Like I said, um, it's that African butterfly. I do lives, um, as much as bold black and addicted to Bravo is my baby. So are my lives, especially my self-help one or self-love on Sundays. I started those because I, you know, as I've mentioned a few times over this, I've really had things about my personality that I've had to work through and grow through and change. And I think sometimes people look at people and go, oh, you're so confident. But like for some of us, it's been work. We've Mm -hmm. got to put in the work and not only was it work to get there, it's work to continue it. And I never want to come across as the person who's like, I just got my shit together. I'm like, no guys, it is work. I'm working all the time. So I'm really proud of like those lives. And then on on Tuesdays, talking about mental health, because I think you know, you need to realize this, remove the stigma yeah. and talk about it more and different issues. So I love my lives. So if you follow me, I'd appreciate if you check those out. And I always want to talk to people also. So do not be afraid to slide in my DMs if you have something you want to talk about, things like that. Hell yeah. Well, thank you guys so, so much for listening to this episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Please, please head to wherever you can find podcasts. Slap the subscribe button like a cute little touch and then rate, 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 review. <laughs> Five stars. You can do it all at once. It's rebate. It's a new thing. Um, follow me at Diana G-E-B-B-I-A and Believe Podcast Networks at B-L-E-A-B Podcast and Believe Pop Culture. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.